Nicholas Melosi, American Patriot Oil and Gas. Excellent. Thank you for joining the program here today. American Patriot Oil and Gas. Boy, that sounds like a pretty Americana name. Where did that come from? Talk a little bit about the genesis of the company, if you wouldn't mind. Um, well, originally we started out as a uh, um, an acreage player in Colorado and Montana. Um, had about 60,000 acres leased up there. And, uh, you know, 2014, 15, uh, you know, exploration um, kind of stopped with the price of oil. Uh, so we kind of had a transition and switch gears into production. And, you know, we all kind of liked legacy production, uh, low decline wells. And, and kind of that's where we are now. We've been operating um, in East Texas and South Texas and the Gulf Coast for about four years now. And how many different shale plays are you guys in? You mentioned a couple there, but just go ahead and run through the different uh, shale plays that either you've been in or are currently in. Well, we had uh, uh, roughly 30,000 acres in Colorado for the, uh, the Niobrara. Um, but, you know, currently we're not really in any shale plays. We're in, um, you know, conventional low-decline East Texas production, um, Travis Peak, um Pettit, Rodessa, um, and then in uh, the Gulf Coast, we we operate salt domes, um, myosin, um, and then we have a small shallow field over in LaSalle County. Uh, our wells are about 1,400 feet deep over there. We, we, we do have uh, positions in a couple Austin chalk wells that we're pretty excited about, um, but mostly our main priority is conventional low decline, um, proven assets. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what you guys have going in the future. Now, the last year, I don't know what you guys have been doing, if you've been COVIDing or you've been drilling or talk about the last year and then what you guys have planned for 2021. Um, I mean, 2020 was, was pretty tough on us, like everybody else. It was mostly just maintenance mode, just uh, um, protect what you have and, and and operate what you have and, and just keep moving forward. Um, 2021, we're feeling more optimistic. You know, our prices are, are almost $15 a barrel higher than they were, um, for the average of 2020. Um, I think, um, but yeah, I mean, our, our plan this year is to actually prepare for a sale of our company. Um, you know, we have a lot of properties to develop and, and, um, the sale is, uh, kind of our main priority right now. Let's talk about that. So you're looking right now for a buyer. Is that right? I mean, is this something that um, is, is part of the business plan? Is this something that you guys are just floating out there? Talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, you don't have to get into the board meetings or anything, but, you know, the intention behind it. Talk to me like I'm a potential buyer. How's that? Yeah, we're just looking at, uh, um, you know, divesting all the properties and, um <laughs> or maybe even partnering up on some of them. We have some good, uh, some good upside, and that's kind of our main focus right now is to either develop it or to transition out of it. Um, you know, we like East Texas, our conventional stuff. Uh, we like our, our salt dome shallow stuff. We like our, our LaSalle County stuff. And, um, you know, either they might be a good addition to other operators in the area or, um, um, they could be, um, our non-op positions could be good for, you know, non-op players that 
would potentially want to develop and invest in our properties. Who would be a potential buyer? I mean, are you looking for, you know, the next wildcat are out there or the next T-Boone Pickens is, or is it more just kind of companies now that are, you know, the Conicos and the Marathons and, and that sort of thing? Um, who I guess who's the buyer in today's day and age with the new marketplace? Um, I think it varies from private equity groups to um, – venture capitalist to, um, you know, historic production companies that have been around that are just looking to acquire production right now with upside. Um, you know, we're, we're a pretty small operator compared to the Conicos and, and those guys with that, what was it? A $6 billion deal that just happened from pioneer out in West Texas. I mean, we're, you know, we're substantially smaller than those guys, but we do add value to a, um, on chump, a basis. chump change, right? That's the that's the. Do you want fries yeah. with that orders for those guys, right? Yeah, upsize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, up, upsize it. Give me forty more million acres in there. Yeah, no kidding. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh man, that'd be fun to have that kind of risk play play set and that sort of thing. Have that kind of money to just move it around and everything. Sorry, I, I get a little dream happy. Hundred dollar oil. Where are you? Dang it. Okay. Um, no, I know. I read an article on those guys, and they just kept uh, they just kept going all in on on every every property they put together, and you know it worked, and that's fantastic. Well, it is. You know, I mean, that was kind of the Amazon business model. Really, was Amazon was kind of the first too big to fail, where they started getting the investors and subsidies and everything else because they were just basically too big. And they knew that once that magic line had been crossed, they were going to springboard their profits, and that's exactly what happened. But a lot of people forget that Amazon, oh, Amazon is, is, is a product of people losing a ton of money before they made a ton of money. Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know why yeah, I brought that did. up. but <laughs> No. No, they did. I mean, I don't, I don't know a whole lot of other detail, but I don't think they made a profit for the first, I mean, 10, 15 years. Yeah, I, I just remember about like 10, year 10 in or something like that when I was starting to really understand, you know, skin in the game business versus venture capitalists, investors and things like that. I asked a venture capitalist, uh, I said, how is it that people still give money to Amazon? I mean, they haven't made money in 10 years. And he said, yeah, that's a unique one because they're so ahead of their idea that everybody knows it's going to work, but they don't want to put But Yeah, and they they don't know when, but at the same time, they have to keep putting money in because if they don't, they'll lose it all. But this way, they can at least get it. And, you know, he was explaining it sounds really stupid, when you say it out loud, but when you understand the nuances of, of what Amazon is, where the marketplace is going, and where the electronic um, currency is going, you know, ev- everybody that had any head on their shoulders saw that it was going to happen just a matter when, right? So, and that's where a lot of it is. We were that way with the internet. You know, we knew eventually people would pay for news on the internet. It just took 20, 30 years. <laughs> That's all. And, and even, even now, they're not even paying for it. They begrudgingly, you know, paying for it. It took Netflix and, uh, 
you know, that sort of WWE network and, and uh, Hulu and these streaming uh, networks really to usher in a paywall for newspapers. Because before then, most people were, were still not paying for newspapers, not until people got used to paying the $10 Netflix bill. So, uh, sorry, that's my industry. Uh, is crypto the next thing or what? So crypto's here. Yeah, crypto's here. It's um, it, it's going to be interesting where the next phase of where they go is. Uh, you know, it could go anywhere from the government shutting it down, which, you know, Venezuela, I think they did that with oil, right? They just came in and said, okay, we own all the oil now. So I think the U.S. did that with gold or tried to do that with gold. So, I mean, there is historical precedences set where the government can come in and, you know, GameStop something where they can, nope, we don't like it. You guys are too close to being competitive in competition with us, so we got to break it up. Microsoft, they did it too as well. Um, he was kind of the last uh, Wild West capitalist, really. Uh, Bill Gates was. Um, all the other capitalists were pretty well controlled. You know, you look at Elon Musk and, and uh, Bezos, and they've been very controlled through venture capitalists, through government uh, subsidies, you know, you take a look at a lot of um, what Elon Musk has going on, and it's backed a lot by government subsidies, meaning that if he didn't have the $800 million in the government, he wouldn't do the project. So, you know, that, that's kind of the managed marketplace, if you will. Um, I don't know how we got on that. Bitcoin. Bitcoin, to me, is like a commodity now. So the next thing is going to be what is going to happen with the global acceptance of uh, transactions, Meaning that, you know, when is one oil company going to figure out a way to pay another oil company in Bitcoin? Uh, that's the next step, if to, in my opinion, you know. I, and I, don't, I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know. Who knows? Um, yeah. It's, well, uh, it's a new animal, that's for sure. Be, it's different because, you know, in the same way gold is money and could be money, uh, Bitcoin's the same way, except it's just digital. So... It, it it's it's unique because but can you build things with it? Like that's that's the thing that I'm trying to explain to myself, right? It's like okay, you can, you know, gold. Like you can actually make tangible. Yeah, but we're living in an intangible life, world. You know, but but we're living in an yeah. intangible world. We're 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 living where we have more, uh, what's called um, uh, thought workers. You know, they're 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 uh, white collar, if you will. They're educated workers, so they don't manufacture. America's been going away from the manufacturing um, uh, economy for a long time. You could even argue, you know, since the 50s and 60s, if you will, when Nixon uh, went over to China, because as soon as we opened up the uh, relationships to China, that's when a lot of the outsourcing happened. And of course, Clinton came in and when NAFTA happened, that put it on steroids. So the whole manufacturing part of the supply chain and economics has been out a long time. Uh, that that is bothersome to me too. That was a hard thing for me to understand because gold, the reason gold, silver, copper, platinum, palladium, the reason that they have had value over the course of you know the history of mankind is because they're good conductors of energy. That's true. So when you take a look at energy, gold and silver and platinum and palladium are at the top of the top of the supply chain. You can go back to Egypt and take a look at the pyramids, and they actually have batteries where they have like clay pots with copper wire wrapped around it, which was kind of the first battery. So they understood the the intrinsic, the uh, tangible 
properties of copper. So fast forward through time, gold and silver are very malleable, meaning that you can shape it very easily. And as they understood how energy is conducted, fast forward to today, the atom bomb, you needed gold actually to conduct the energy, uh, to, to transfer the energy in order to use a lot of um, atom bombs and a lot of uh, warfare. And you take a look at iPads and iPhones, you need silver and uh, I think maybe just silver right now. Anyway, the amount of energy that is needed in a phone, you've got a lot of precious metals. It's all because of the conductivity of energy. So this is a very existential um, conversation we're having here, Nicholas, but I apologize. But uh, getting to your point, we've been we have been getting away from that tangible uh, marketplace for a while. And it's concerning to me as well. It's very concerning to me. But the reality is that uh, we have been going to this digital marketplace for a while. So I'm just going to hand the baton off to you and let you go whatever direction you want, because I really just said a lot there that was kind of somewhat crazy and somewhat clever. Oh, yeah. I mean, it all, it's all, uh, it, it all makes sense. I mean, I don't know. I see these posts on on uh, you know green energy and, and renewable energy, but you know I feel like in some form, you know it all comes from a, a non renewable source, right? Like neither a lithium mine or, or the diesel fuel to manufacture the solar panels. But um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a good topic, and you know, it's always good talking to you. Well, the good news is, you know, if if you're looking for a buyer in oil and gas, the the good news is that oil and gas. Uh, really isn't going to go anywhere for a long time. I mean, when you've got over 90% of the population reliant on oil and gas from the tires in our car to the wind turbines to the toothbrush that we use to the medicines in our, in our medicine cabinet, it's going to take a long time for us to even consider to get away from PVC pipes and a number of things like that. So, um, the good news is, is that you know you, you, you've got you've got assets that uh, are going to be valuable for a long time, uh, whether it's you know forty dollar oil or a hundred dollar oil. America and the planet is going to need fossil fuels for a long time. That is the reality. What we're talking about here. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, we we agree that agree with that, and um, you know we do think we have value in in that, um, and hope. Uh, Hope others see our value. Well, how can people? Uh, you know, I mean, we, we produce we produce energy, right? Like you know, we we power homes and we we power we power uh, vehicles to you know get to and from work. Um, you know, it's a it's a good product. Well, how can people get in touch with you? Take a look at your company. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some pre qualification things that need to happen if somebody wants to look at buying your company, but, um, you know, just it, put it out there, the information that people need if they want to explore taking a look at uh, your assets and company and et cetera. Um, our website, www.ap, uh, like AmericanPatriot-oil.com. Um, and, you know, you can check out what we've done there and, and uh, see what we have to offer. Uh, 